1: Don't buy that yet. There's an outlet down Elsinore. It's only 40 miles away. Let's go look down there first. So we drive down to Elsinore 40 miles away because I want her to get the best deal. And we usually wind up going back down to Escondido and buying what she wanted to buy in the first place. That's how I am. In case some of you are wondering. Five, family commitment. That's what they want. Five major needs of men. One, sexual fulfillment. I think we could stop there. (laughs) Pastor Warner said last night, wife feels like, oh, you ever want to my body? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else you got?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well. <laughs> Show me a little something else. Maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> I told him last night, that's all my wife thinks about is my body. <laughs> my God, you're getting big as a house. <laughs> Do you realize you're the size of a small whale?
0: <laughs>
1: that's all she talks about is my body. <laughs> But does she want it? <laughs> Debatable. Two, recreational companion. I don't go fishing. I don't know anything about fishing. I just want to be with you. How long has it been since you seen a, heard a man use that term? I don't you go fishing. fishing. I don't know anything about fishing. I don't know. I just want to be with you. Isn't that what your wife tells you? (laughs) Mine does.
0: I don't care. I just want to be with you. I don't care what you want to do. I just want to be with you.
1: Well, husbands, pull that on your wife next time. Come on, get the gear. We're going fishing. Why? I just want to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) I want you next to me. Bait that hook. (laughs) Three, an attractive spouse. Four, domestic support. Five, admiration of his needs. Well, let's get into the meat of this thing. Do you realize that every marriage today, on the average, this is average. This is not a fellowship marriage, this is an average marriage. Fellowship, Jesus people, wedding costs you about $3.97. But. In the real world, they say they spend a, a, an average of $8,040 per marriage. You don't believe that? Go upstairs. Having a marriage there today. I, I mean, it already looks wild to me. they got cake stands like 8000 I know a girl that uh, spent about $40,000. And there's one movie star here just spending a million dollars getting married. million dollars to get married? Hey. So we got an investment in this thing. How many of you have spent money getting married? So you got an investment. Now, men, anytime you make an investment, you want to you want to see things go right. Money. I got three hundred and forty dollars in you, babe. (laughs) I want some return. (laughs) The experience of personal salvation, nothing like it. Getting saved, putting God into your marriage, as Pastor Warner mentioned last night. We know the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. We know all these things. But involving God in your marriage is, is just a great thing. And I know we always say amen, but do we involve God in our marriage? Do we, really? Because so many times we don't. We go to church together, but we don't involve God in our marriage. We don't. In the middle of an argument, how many of you stop and say, let's pray? Doesn't happen. Stop, this is insanity. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit would help us. <laughs> the man immediately said, That's that's what I hate about you. You're always trying to run my life. <laughs> always trying to bring God into situation. Well, we don't bring God in the situation. We need to. Except the Lord build a house, we know what that means, but unless He builds a house, as Pastor Warner mentioned last night, what good are we? Unless we actually bring God into the situation, unless we actually stop and give God time to come into our situation, what good is it? Nothing. We desperately need God. Let's look at a couple of things this morning, because I believe God wants to help us. How many of you husbands love your wives? Hands up. Praying for that one. (laughs) How many of you wives love your husbands? Okay. Okay. Could we all just stand for a moment? Just for a moment. I want you to turn to each other face to face, face to face. I want the men to look right in the eyes of that one you love, and I want you to say, I love you. (laughs) I want the women to look in the eyes of that one that you're hooked up with and say, I love you. Isn't there some strange vibes going around this building? Some of you haven't been this close. Well, never mind. Now, the longer we stand here, the the more uncomfortable it becomes. (laughs) Look at you. Oh, I don't know what you do. What do you want us to do here? What do you want me to do? It's strange. Okay, sit down for a minute. This is, See the vibes in this place? Can you just feel that? Why is this so difficult? Now, I know somebody, I love you. I love you. But the vibes. There's some heavy-duty vibes going around here because there's so many things happening. The guy goes, I love you. He's joking around. She's saying, that's your problem. You always joke around. You can't say it and mean it. Oh, I feel them. Don't worry. I feel the bites. I, I know there's bites in you. And the minute he goes or she says, I love you. Or he goes, I love you. Somebody's going, and you're a dang liar. <laughs> Oh, there's vibes in here this morning. Because those words, I love you, start some things in action, like standing on a street corner saying, Jesus loves you. Causes reactions. This is a spiritual thing. So when you stand and you face the one you love, and you say those words, I love you, there's things put into action here. This is wild. These vibes are wild this morning. And I'm not just saying that, just to say it. There's there's things going on here. There's, there's people's hearts beating 90 miles an hour because it's like, you ain't told me that in three months. <laughs> and some of you are saying, I resent that statement. <laughs> you know why? Because when you say you love Jesus, Jesus expects you to act like you love him. Don't say you love me and then don't obey me. Isn't that what he said? He said, you're better off just to keep your mouth shut. Don't even start it. Don't say you love me and then act like this. That's what you feel right now. Now, if you actually love your mate, this wasn't a difficult thing. But let's just say you've got some problems. <laughs> and you throw those words out, we got some problems. Because you expect the one that says they love you to act like it. And the one that knows when they say I love you and knows they're not acting like it feels real dumb. I love you. I hate these married seminars. <laughs> Drag me to another one. Oh, it's in here. Those vines, those words set some, some things in motion. You ever heard of, if you love me, how come you don't act like it? Do you know that words mean something? Words mean Words have meaning. When you say you love Jesus, I could ask you, what does that mean? And you're going to spout off scripture to me. You're going to just run down the road about witnessing, evangelism, praying, reading your Bible, doing all the, If you love Jesus, there is a lifestyle that goes along with it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. You want to know something? The minute you say you love your spouse, there's also a lifestyle that ought to go with it. And if it ain't there, there's vibes. Love Strange word John 4, 7 and 8 I am going to use the Bible this morning Harold, I'm going to use the Bible (laughs) Harold always says I only use one scripture And really never return to it ever again (laughs) Doesn't understand how I can get 45 minutes out of one scripture (laughs) I don't understand it either Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God, and knoweth God, and he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Isn't that mushy?
0: Oh, I feel like I'm in another church.
1: (laughs) In our church, by golly, we don't talk about all this mushy stuff. Well, we're going to talk about it this morning. Because Proverbs ten twelve says, Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covers all sins. Hatred covers up strife. What causes this hatred? And hatred is the opposite of this love. Hatred has actions, love has actions. So let's look at some things. 1 Corinthians 13, I probably will take this totally out of context, but it is a marriage seminar. I'm going to take this and throw it into marriage. The little love chapter here, because you just said you love your mate. Now You either lied or you do. And you're either going to go from this place, and she or he is going to expect some change here. You stood there before that pastor and said you love me, and by golly, I better see some fruit here. You better bring home some fruit. Love. I love you. What does that mean? Are those just words we throw out, or does that word love mean something? When the Bible says, beloved, let us love one another, is that just something that we just throw out there because we're Christians? Or does this word have meaning? It does have meaning. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, Charity, love, suffereth long. I can't take it anymore. That's not what it says here. I'm definitely suffering for a long time. (laughs) Be patient. Patient. Some of you just need to put patience into your marriage. Patience. Dwell with them with understanding. I talked about that last time I was here. Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, I have that sermon. Wait, I can pull that up. Got it over there. Here. Settle down. Don't run my life. I mean, it's like, you know, some houses are a stick of dynamite. Short fuses. You ever heard that term? Don't mess with me, I just got a short fuse. How you doing? <coughs> My God, what did I say? He's he's nuts. She's crazy. What did I say? I just came home. Say nothing. She's mad the minute I walked through the door. All those things, I heard them all. What's the response? Oh, maybe I won't walk through the door. You get mad when I come home? Maybe I just won't come home. How you like that? <laughs> oh, all those little statements. I could just go on and on and on, but all those little statements mean something. Charity suffereth long and is kind. I love you. If you love me, be kind to me. You raging maniac this word love has meaning it has actions it it actually means something it it doesn't mean just throw this thing out and buy a nice card every now and then It, it means something be kind one to another 1 Corinthians 13 6 rejoice not in iniquity but rejoice in the truth love embraces truth not what they think is truth Love embraces truth. First Corinthians thirteen seven. Love beareth all things. Really? Really. It protects. See, when you're running off on a rampage, that's not protection. All of a sudden you're the enemy. You're not the one that I love you. You're the one I
0: tell you what.
1: That's protection. That's being kind, that's long-suffering, that's, that's, under, that's understanding. This is what love is all about. That's why marriages come to the place where they go, I don't know about this love. Because it's not what they expected. I know that when you stood there and got married, the ring goes on. <laughs> I mean, there's more love, but you did not even know what the word meant. Nobody starts out wanting a divorce. So what causes people to want a divorce? When love leaves? I've fallen out of love. That's that's an interesting term. I've just fallen out of love. Well, if you say that, what you're saying is, I have decided not to be kind. I've decided not to protect. I've decided not to bear all things. I've made a decision that I'm not going to live like this. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 Love believeth all things. It trusts. I don't trust you anymore. What do I do don't I, I just I, Something, I just don't trust you. See, when love leaves the marriage and that trust leaves the marriage and that kindness leaves the marriage and that... Protection leaves the marriage. You're wide open to the enemy. Never fails. It preserves. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Never fails. It preserves. It's constantly working on preserving this love. It's constantly working on it. That's why marriage is a constant working process. You have to constantly build up. And people get tired of that. I've heard it in my office. I'm so tired of keeping you afloat. What does that mean? You're tired of keeping me afloat. Wait, I love you. It means to preserve. I'm preserving you. If you're out in the middle of the ocean and somebody throws you a life preserver, you'll take it. So if marriages this morning say, I love you, that word love means all these things. It means to protect. It means to preserve. It means not to run down. It means to protect with all your heart because you love that. The elimination of unchrist-like behavior leaves you without love. And today, I don't know if you've read, but so many people are using the term, well, we just fell out of love. It just simply means you quit caring for one another. You quit protecting. You quit preserving. You quit trusting. All these things. If you will turn around and start doing what you say you're doing, loving, I love you, means all this, then your marriage will be protected. And you're going to feel really good about that. It envies not. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it vaunteth not itself, it doesn't boast. It's not puffed up, it's not proud. It's not unbecoming First Corinthians 13:5 just go through does not be behave itself unseemingly. What does that mean? unbecomingly. it doesn't behave itself rude. You're so rude. Yeah you knew it when you married me. What does that mean? No change? I just hate that term. You knew it when you married me. That's the big psychologist getaway nowadays. Well, you knew it when you married him, did you not? Yes. And you thought you were going to change him. Yes. You thought God was just going to come down bringing change, huh? Yes. God's not going to bring change unless he or she decides to change until he or she sees themselves as they really are. It's like somebody snapping a picture of you and then giving it to you later. You go, that's not me. Maybe you don't do that, but I do that. My God, I am. I'm huge. <laughs> you ever gotten that picture where you look at and go and you're standing next to a little bitty guy? My God, do you folks have to look at this every service? Because I don't see myself like that. I see myself as rather buff. We don't see ourselves as we really are. I can tell you that right now. Everybody else does, but we don't. I was on an airplane the other day. I'm sitting there minding my own business. And this rather, can I dare say, rather large lady sat next to me with her daughter. I knew I was in trouble because she scooted past me and that little armrest that separates the two, she pulled it up. And she sat down on half my leg. Now, being a rather large size myself, I knew that I wasn't going to change the situation. (laughs) My leg is going to sleep on this flight. (laughs) I mean, she was on half my leg. And every now and then she'd smile at me. She sat like this the whole time. And every now and then she'd look and smile. I was like, I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> I understand. It's just how it is, better than paying for two seats. <laughs> I'm flipping through this little magazine where they have all the little goodies on airplanes, you know, the little mall type magazine I just love, you know, price I could spend millions of dollars in those things. And I came across this scale. You've probably seen it. If you stand on this scale, poof, It will measure your fat. It'll print it out to you. It'll print out your fat content and your muscle content. You hook up a little wire and everything. You sit on the scale. Get on the scale. And this thing will read out your fat content. It'll read out your muscle content. It'll read out all these things and then print it out to you. And it only costs $3,800. I'm looking at this and I notice she's looking at this. Being the kind of guy I am, I looked at her and said, Can you imagine this? Thirty eight hundred dollars to measure your fat? I said a six dollar full length mirror from Walmart tells me that. <laughs> Actually, in my case, it probably cost me 12 bucks. (laughs) Hey, I am thin. Buy another mirror, you'll see the real you. (laughs) Because we don't see ourselves as we really are. We don't. But once you do... Then you have to ask God to change you. I love you. Do you? You stood there and looked at your wife. And some of you had to joke. You know why you had to joke? That's
0: touchy subject. I love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true, right or wrong? Am I just throwing out steam here? Those words are heavy-duty because in women's eyes most women there, there are some oddities here there are some women here that can hit as hard as a man don't tell me you're not here I know you're here I could point you out I've been hit by some of you women that look like that
0: <coughs> I love you I love you too I mean, we, uh. <laughs>
1: I'm going to knock you down.
0: Get your friends. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, it's like, I, I know that. Rude. We, we can be rude. I can be pretty rude. Yeah, you and your mother. What'd you say? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> I mean, we can be that way. I love you. That word means not self-seeking. It seeketh not its own. Who well, Whose does it seek? God. And God may not be into your actions. It seeketh not his own. It seeketh the happiness of another, the will of another. See, folks, I learned a long time ago, if I can make my wife happy, I'm happy. If she's not happy, I'm running. (laughs) And I've said this before, but I'm going to throw it out just to remind you that if you make her happy, you can just about buy anything you want. You won't care. If you make her happy, and she's happy, and she's content, and she feels loved, and she feels like she is the queen bee of your life, you can go just about and buy anything you want to buy, and you'll go, Honey, look what I bought.
0: Oh, you deserve it.
1: But if you're not doing that, come home with a pack of gum sometime. <laughs> Honey, I bought a pack of gum.
0: Ah, you selfish sucker!
1: <laughs> Telling you the truth. Don't be selfish. Or if you are going to be selfish, be smart. Take her out to dinner, and then buy what you want. (laughs) That way when she goes, I can't (laughs) look. Didn't I buy you a wonderful dinner last night, and treat you like the love of my life? Yes. Then shut up. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some men are dumb, though. They are dumb. They just buy, 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 buy. The whole garage is full of stuff they bought. While the little woman's getting a bag of laundry ready to go to the laundromat.
0: Suppose we could get a and dryer someday. <laughs>
1: As soon as I pay off my 357 Magnum... See that, that ain't gonna fly.
0: Why do you need a 357 Magnum?
1: You keep talking to me, you're gonna find out. (laughs) Get your hide down a laundromat, here's some quarters. Don't say I never did anything for you. We're so dumb. (laughs) Love, ooh, this is a good one. I'm, I'm I'm going along here. It's not easily provoked. It's not easily angered. Love is not easily angered. I will just go
0: on. Did you hear that? You're like a time bomb waiting to go off.
1: Yeah, I'm about ready to go off, too. <laughs> if, you're, if your wife, or depending on what kind of woman you're married to, <laughs> is constantly walking on pins and needles, afraid of your anger, afraid of what mood you're going to come home in. Kids, daddy's home. That's bad. All the kids are in their bedroom. <laughs> Dan, may I have a word with you? What do you want? I love you. Yeah, what do you want? Oh, then that's bad. But we are easily angered. Men, men, men especially. Not all men because they're, we're not all men here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that one, too. <laughs> How about this one? I'm just, I'm just giving you... This is easy. I'm just giving you a definition of biblical love. I, I'm, not even, I'm not even saying much. I'm just telling what the Bible says, which is sometimes the biggest kick in the butt in the world. I mean, just telling you what the Bible... I'm preaching the Bible again. we are supposed to live by it. If we'll put the Bible, God, the Bible, His Word, His desire, His will into our life, things kind of work out. If we don't, we're on our own. 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own. I, it's interesting it says her there, but we'll go on. And is not easily provoked. <laughs> Think... I didn't write it. (laughs) I just read it. just dawned on me. It says her, but never mind. Thinketh no evil. What does it literally mean? It it doesn't keep records, it isn't constantly thinking mischief. It doesn't sit home all day. I was just thinking. (laughs) doesn't keep records. I love you means, I'm not going to hold that against you, stupid. Anybody in here need a little forgiveness in their marriage? A little cleansing of the way? A little I love you and forgive you stuff? Are you following? This is just simple love. Just simple, basic, biblical definition of love. Keeps no record. Love is there all the time. How'd you like God to love you when things are just going good? Do you love me, God? Not today. (laughs) Come back tomorrow. Because that's how some marriages are. I love you today, but we just spent the night in a motel room. But we're going home today. And you're going to walk through that front door, and everything's going back to normal. And she's going to want to go, honey, come here. Face to face. <laughs> Tell me. Come on, do what the pastor said. Come on. Face to face, stand up. Face me. No, face, turn around and face me. I love you. No, 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 turn around and face me. Right here. Face to face. Like you're going to suck my face right here. (laughs) Say
0: those words.
1: Man, that was at the marriage seminar. (laughs) That little fat guy put me on the spot. (laughs) If he wasn't a pastor, I'd take him out back and teach him something. See, on occasion, you're gonna have to do that. On occasion in your marriage, you're gonna have to do all this love stuff, and on occasion it might do you good to say, Come here, face to face. It. <laughs> put your forehead right here. <laughs> Tell me those words. I love you. No mean it. Okay, let's get the Bible. First Corinthians thirteen, he said. And put this into your marriage. Commit yourself to do it, the Bible says it very simple, very simple spiritual comprehension be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour he will take advantage of every little situation tell me you love me tomorrow here comes the devil see see he doesn't the reason he doesn't say it is because he doesn't anymore that sets something in the heart And from there, you start not trusting, thinking, thinking, thinking. I was just thinking maybe Pastor Warner would come here now because I'm about done with this little session.